stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please 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 stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. This is uh, RBM in Athens, Georgia. We're so glad that you're with us this morning. We have a, a guest this morning. Pastor Kim Kim and Stella. Uh, Pastor Kim Kim is a graduate from Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. Pastor of Jones Chapel in, uh, in Danielsville. Danielsville, Georgia. In a beautiful, small little church, but beautiful, beautiful church. And uh, we, we have them and their families with us this morning, this, this morning. And so let me welcome you into 9 o'clock Bible study with RBM. <coughs> Pastor Rick Bonfim. Along with uh, Betty McKinney, Catherine, Kathy Fallon, uh, <coughs> uh, John Dunn, and uh, and Mark Fallick, and Matthew Fallick, <laughs> and so we're sort of uh, we're sort of uh, waking it up this morning to hear the word of God. Amen.
of your Holy Spirit with us as we come together. God, we pray for Peru. We pray for Cuba. We pray for Brazil. We pray for Israel. We pray for these four nations that we are deeply involved in, God. We ask you, Lord, to be with our board, be with our board members, be with our, our chairman, Dino Cates and Catherine. Be God with uh, the pastors and ministers that, are, that fulfill this ministry throughout the United States. And we thank you, God, this morning for Ken, Pastor Ken Kim being with us. 
We ask you to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we have Maddie McKinney interviewing uh, uh, Stella, uh, Kim, and the girls. Good morning. I'm Betty McKinney. Glad you joined us. Um, many of you know Pastor Kim because he plays worship for us. He leads worship for us in Atlanta on Thursday nights. But you probably, many of you, haven't met his beautiful family. So I'm here with his wife, Estella, and his two daughters, whose names are Carissa, Carissa and Joanne. Joanne. Aren't they beautiful? So this is Pastor Kyung's family, Estella. So Estella, you are a pastor's wife. <laughs> you live in Danielsville, Georgia, but you didn't start out in Georgia, did you? No. We're getting you a microphone. Where did you start life, Estella? <laughs> I was born in Korea. Yes. And then my family, when I was still seven to eight years old, we moved to all family. My parents moved to Brazil. Wow. Yes. And then from then, I grew up, all my education, my everything, friends, everything worked there. In and Brazil. That, yeah, in Brazil. And, and then, and then, my sister and her husband was doing. They were doing MBA here in Mercer, and then I came to visit my sister. And then, Kyung said saw me, <gasps> and then he liked me. <laughs> Kyung's dad liked me. <laughs> so this was like an arranged marriage. Yes, and then we started <laughs> online. You know, <laughs> like we were very advanced. Yeah. So we did online, and then. Uh, next time I came to visit Atlanta, I met Kyung ah. for first time. Yes, and then we got married. Then I moved to United States. And yeah. your parents? They live here now, also. No, they. My brother, uh, my parents, they, my sister, they all lived in Brazil. Mm -hmm. My sister moved to Georgia. Her family. Yeah, they're uh, pastors too, and. My parents, they had to retire and move to Korea because my dad got sick. So he had to take care of his health. You know, he had cancer, all those things. But now he's healed and he, he couldn't go back to Brazil. But now he learned to live and he's fine in Brazil, happy. No, in Korea. In Korea. Yeah, okay. and my, bro uh, my brother still in Brazil. Boy, so you're spread yes. all over the world. Yeah, Brazil, yes. Georgia, and Korea. Awesome. And, okay, tell us about the girls. How old are they? And uh, Carissa is uh, six years old. She'll be uh, seven in December and first grade. First uh, grade? Yes. <laughs> Joanne is four years old, and she'll be five in November. She's in pre-K. Great. <laughs> yes, we yeah, love your girls. Love, yeah, they love you too. They love it. <laughs> so, so Stella, what's your profession besides being a pastor's wife and a, a mother of two busy girls? Yeah. What else do you do for a living or profession? I'm full-time mom, and <laughs> yeah, I work extra hours too, <laughs> and. I work as a part-time worker in Georgia Department of Educa Education in Atlanta. So I go once a week. Oh, you drive all the way yes. to Atlanta. Wow. And 
uh, in Atlanta. It's school for deaf children, but it's a division that takes care of early intervention for special children. So I help uh, coordinator and director with office work. Mm -hmm. yes. Great. So okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, those well, things. the last thing I wanted to ask you, Stella, is just um, we came up to visit you and Pastor Kyung and the girls one day, and I just, you know, in the middle of these difficult days, t times are tough these days. People are going through a lot. But you're doing great. Thank I you. mean, you're just doing fantastic. So what's your secret? Like, how would you encourage other moms, full-time moms, pastors, wives? Mm -hmm. What is the Lord doing for you personally? Oh, yeah. Because it shows. I mean, you just, Thank I can you. see that God is doing a work in your life. It was hard in the beginning because we didn't know that this was going to last. And we didn't know what to do. <laughs> So in the beginning, it was really hard, and still sometimes, yeah, like going to grocery, we don't go as often, and they wanted to go to library. We didn't know what to do, how the uh, time, how to spend time, and I had to have more energy, and I said, I thought I have to be healthy and have energy. And, you know, I had to be happy so I could spend quality time with them. So I had, I started to control, you know, take care of my uh, food, what I eat, and exercise like 10 minutes a day. <laughs> and that uh, little by little, not nothing perfect because that kind of was more pressure for me. That, so I was trying to be a healthy mom and happier mom and sometimes they complained oh mom I'm bored I want to I want to go to library all those things but I try to have routine you know not perfect but little things and if I say mom I'm bored and then they have things to do like oh you can clean your bed or your <laughs> toys you, you can, can go read clean. so if they That's come mom, my I'm bored too. then you go clean up yeah. so they're not bored anymore <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I, it was hard for me in the beginning but now I learned through this to enjoy spending time with you and I was like oh I have to I'll wait them to shower and eat and I'll, so I can do my stuff but now I play with them and I learn to enjoy yeah. yeah enjoy that time with them and not not being perfect, just little things, and yeah. and I know I realize that how that pleased God that we spend time together. Amen. Yes. Well, you have a beautiful family, and we Thank love you. you, and we're so glad to have you with us this morning on our new set at Rick Bonfin Ministries. And now we're going to turn it over to your husband to bring us the word. <coughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, so this morning, let's go to Mark, book of Mark, Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. Mark, chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had stepped out of the boat, talking about Jesus, 
Immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces. And no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you do to me what have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he has said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there on the hillside a great herd of swine was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged him, Send us into the swine. Let us enter, uh, yeah, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. Wow. When we're looking at this passage, I mean, think about all the barbecues that we could have had with those 2,000 pigs, right? Yeah, <laughs> all those ribs, Rick, right? Yeah, all those ribs, pork bellies, I mean, bacon, sausages, Man, that could have that could have fed, man, thousands of people. I mean, even just one. I mean, two thousand pigs. So uh, that could have. I don't know. I mean, I mean, even one pig can fit so many people, right? I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. But guess what? I mean, I've actually heard people talking, oh, looking at this passage and talking about more pigs than what it actually means. Come on now. Well, let's be serious, right? Because this story is really about the spiritual conflict, spiritual war. Because there is a spiritual war, and this is the story of a spiritual bondage and freedom. Freedom that comes from Jesus Christ. So, let me read this again. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when he had stepped out of the boat... Immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. So what is unclean spirit then? See, he lived among the tombs. Among the tombs? I mean, he was living among the dead. Yeah, he was attracted to death. I mean, who in right mind would, would be like that? Right? And no one could restrain him anymore, even with the chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces. See, that shows how powerful and strong he was. Extraordinary. Out of ordinary strength. Yeah. I mean, even with all the physical trainings, I don't think you would get to that kind of strength. So he was definitely empowered by something other. Just outrageous power. And no one had the strength to subdue him. 
See, night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. He was inflicting pain on himself. See, the verses uh, 3 through 5 really shows how, uh, how this unclean spirit, this evil spirit has changed him. See, one of the things we've got to realize is this. The power inside you changes you. Power inside, what is inside of us, changes us. If we are filled with the evil spirit, that's going to change us. But if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that's going to change us too. Yeah. Now, when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him. And he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he has said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. See, why? what, what kind of encounter is this? See, he was actually acknowledging who Jesus was. See, evils, evil spirits know who Jesus is. In fact, better than us. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. Wow. I really want us to know that there is a spiritual war going around all around us. And there is a spiritual war over our souls, each and every one. And evil spirits are holding hostages of many lives. And that's sad, right? But, let's see. How did this man become like this? Possessed by many spirits, it says. For we are many. It doesn't give you exactly how many, right? But I, I think it's about a couple thousands just by seeing the number of the pigs. Yeah, that went into, um, into the water. Yeah. So, so by the name Legion... That, that implies just so many. So how, how did this man become like this? We don't exactly know that. But here's the truth. Truth from the scripture is that devil is looking for ways to enter into our lives. When there's a little room, he will get in. And then what? And the devil is a squatter. When he comes in, he doesn't want to just say hi and bye he says he comes in he takes residence he takes residence in a place that is not his that's a squatting right just little room is all he needs comes in I mean have you have you ever had mouse in your house <sighs> Georgia Georgia, it's Georgia. I mean, you you see the signs all around with the uh, 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 pest control companies with the mouse signs. You know, they only need like real tiny space. Yeah, and then they just come in, and they find some hiding space, and they just breathe. They just have babies, so many. Before you know it, your house is filled with mouse. Yeah, that's yuck. Yeah, but devil works like that. Comes in with a very little space. In First Peter chapter five verse eight, 
Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Hungry lion going around looking for something to eat, finds it. Mm. And devil is powerful. Powerful than us. More powerful than us. We can't take it easy. We have to be on guard. We have to pay attention. Like in this story shows how powerful devil was. How powerful the evil spirit was. We tend to take evil too lightly. But how David. David was called a man after God's own heart. Right? Man after God's own heart. But how David allowed evil to come into his life. He let his guard down. He was taking it easy that day. While the nation was in the battle. David, in the usual circumstances, would have been out there fighting with his soldiers. But on that day, he just let his guard down. He stayed home. While his soldiers are out there fighting, he just decided, I'm going to take it easy today. And then what happened? He went out. He saw something that he he was not supposed to see, that was not right for him to see. And he gave into the desires of his flesh. It was a very little room. But with that little room, evil went in. Evil spirit will gladly take an inch. We give an inch, he will gladly take a yard. We give a foot, he will gladly take the whole football field. Little room like worries, anger, little desires of the flesh. Uh, what's What's the harm? What's the harm? Guess what? Whatever God has spoken against, we give an inch, he'll take a yard. We have to stay on guard. Now, we don't know what evil spirit looked like, right? I mean, if we know how it looks like, then we if it will make our lives much more easier, we think. He like <laughs> doesn't look like a rat, or he doesn't show up with a pitchfork, you know? But he comes in many different forms and looks. Sometimes he comes in a very happy and fun. Sometimes he comes in a... Uh, it comes as very sad and depressive. Evil spirit takes over our lives in many different forms. You know, one of the things that I believe one of the biggest platforms that he uses is the video games. Video games. We introduce many evil things through the video games. A lot of things that we would we did not dare to show to the kids in the past now the kids are seeing it visually through virtual images now am I calling the video game bad not really video game itself I believe is a neutral in itself is a neutral just like music I mean we had a good time with music and we always do right we praise God with our music But then, just like music, which is a neutral platform, 
And music, we use it for good, but evil also uses for his purposes as well. So evil has taken over many platforms to come into our lives, such as video games, music, and so forth. And it's filled. It's like this, Matthew 12, verses 30, uh, 43 through 45. When the unclean spirit has gone out of, of a person, it wanders through waterless regions looking for a resting place, but it finds none. Now, it notices, please notice, the unclean spirit is what it says. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. When it comes, it finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings along seven other spirits more evil than himself, itself. And they enter from one to now seven others. So eight more evil. They enter and live there. See, they're squatting. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. So will it be also with this evil generation? Question is, is this now? What used to be wrong is now okay. What used to be good and right is now constantly criticized, scrutinized. Spiritual war. There is hope though. And that answer is really is Jesus, right? Jesus really is the answer. Because in, like in this story, evil spirit recognized who Jesus is and his authority. There was no match. There was no arguing. Right? There was absolutely no arguing. Evil spirit was, in fact, very submissive. He was begging. What, I mean, what are you going to do with us? Oh, just send us to the swine, please. They were begging. See, Jesus' power is over the evil spirits. It is Jesus who spoke, to, who spoke to the spirits. And the answer is that we need to let Jesus take charge of our minds and of our spirit. Now, we know Jesus. Or do we? So why are we losing so many battles? I think this is the problem. Acts 19. Then some itinerant Jewish exorcists tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the, name, uh, by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Seva were doing this. But the evil spirit said to them in reply, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered them all, and so overpowered them that they fled, up, fled out of the house naked and wounded. Can you imagine the scene? They were using the name of Jesus, but what was missing? They were using the name of Jesus, but Jesus was not there. The presence of Jesus was not there. See, evil spirit knows Jesus. We use the name of Jesus without the presence of Jesus. 
He would laugh at us, just like this. I believe that's the problem. We use the name of Jesus without the presence of Jesus in our lives anymore. We may know a lot about Jesus. We study so much. We pretend to have Him with our knowledge. I mean, with more tools, with more resources, with more research. There's more studies about Jesus, and we can know more about Jesus than any other times before. But we're losing more and more of authority because all that we know of Jesus is in our heads and not with Him actually in our lives. Presence. See, the Lion King story, fun. When the uh, um, uh, Simba, the little Lion King, still has a cub, Simba takes his girlfriend, Nala. He pretends to be all strong, right? But they go off from their land. And they end up in a land of hyenas. They laugh at Simba. Simba, as a, lion, as a son of a lion king, Mufasa, of course, acts all brave. But the hyenas just keep laugh, laughing at them. And corner Simba and, uh, and, and Nala. See, they were not afraid. Hyenas. Simba roars, but it only sounds like a cub. Hyenas still just laughing. But when Simba roars again, this time is the roar of Mufasa. Because Mufasa showed up. He was actually there, presence. And what happened? Hyenas ran away. What matters is the presence. And we are walking around all confident, saying that we are children of the Almighty God. You know, we are uh, acting all brave. We are acting like we got it all figured out. We say that we are victorious. We even quote scriptures. Guess what? Knowing all about Jesus, and he, or even just having met him once, won't give us any power or authority of Jesus. We have substituted the knowledge of Jesus for the actual presence of Jesus. And actual presence of Jesus only happens through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. That's the word of Jesus himself. Because Jesus was ascended into heaven. But he gave us the greatest gift. Wait. Don't go anywhere until you receive my spirit. That's the beginning of the whole new history. Whole new history that power of Jesus Christ was manifested in the lives of the actual people, human beings, and did miraculous signs and wonders. And, that, and as long as Jesus is alive, we can be. We can, we can do the same, right? Amen. So, the, so here's, here's my final point. I know we went over a little bit. But can we confidently say that, just like Romans 6.5 says, I have been buried with Him. See, I have been buried with Him. By baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, 
so I too might walk in newness of life. Can we confidently say, all to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. Can we confidently say that, yes, Jesus Christ is the Lord by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Do we really know Jesus? Or do we really know about Jesus? Do we really have the power and authority of Jesus? The real, actual presence of Jesus through the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. Coming upon us. My friends, we're in this battle. We're in this war. The lives are at stake. We can't go with our knowledge. We need to be completely with Jesus. Presence of Jesus. Receive the Holy Spirit today. Receive the Holy Spirit so that actual Jesus, actual presence of Jesus is with you and He is the one who will deliver us from evil. Praise God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, answer has been there all along. But it is but we have been losing our battles. Lord, we need Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit fall on each and every person who is here today, here right now, and also through the uh, virtual means right now or any other time. Lord, let the Spirit of God fall up upon each person so that the power of our Lord Jesus Christ be manifested in them. And let the freedom ring in our lives. Praise God. Praise God. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I just want you to know that uh, we're so grateful for Pastor Kim came this morning and Stella's testimony. I hope that you heard this message this morning. It's like a little rat about the size of my finger, half of my finger, comes in in an area that is totally unexpected and makes a family and reproduce, and it causes you a lot of harm. By the way, those of you who are uh, attending Rekindle the Flame, let me say to you that we are going to announce uh, at the end of this week on Friday uh, how we're going to do Rekindle this year. And uh, so tune in uh, so we can hear on Friday about uh, our conference, Rekindle the Flame Conference. As you know, uh, it's supposed to be at uh, Mount Bethel, United Methodist Church in Marietta, Georgia. We have a word about that on Friday. The Lord bless you as you continue this morning to be with uh, RBM TV. Oh,